Rolling Stone Podcast. Click my thoughts through dialogue. Um, I saw who's that guy? Uh, that weird. I don't know if he's a politician, but he's like this like big head talking on the internet and on Fox News. Um, Peterson. Uh, that rings a bell. Something Peterson. Jordan Peterson? Yeah, Jordan Peterson. So Jordan Peterson is like just anti-capitalist, but in like not a communist way. They're all like this I, weird thing where they're like, well, like I'm a Republican, a far right wing person that's like anti-capitalism, but then also I'm going to support like capitalistic means. Or rather, no, I'm sorry. I, I had to think about it. He is pro-capitalist, anti-socialist, and like that is his uh, rhetoric that he's like, well, he's just all entire, like, that's his entire personality. Yeah, exactly. That's like what they're like faulting him for. Like, oh, you have uh, something to say about the left? Oh, it's just another that they want big government and you mm. don't because you want to conserve your capitalist ideals. Like, cool like this the same thing you said last week and last month and your entire life you've been saying that shit so yeah. it's like it's not it's nothing new and yeah it's like his all of his stuff is ass backwards like he believes if anyone voted democrat then you want he want you want a communist Regime. economic system yeah you want a socialist economic system where we are just you know fumbling our way through the potatoes well did you see that the matt walsh thing the other day where i think we were talking about it in the group but he was just like we should ban all pit bulls. No, no, I didn't see that. But like, that's an inherently big government idea. Like you're, you're shooting. How are we going to ban them? Are we going to have neighborhood watches? Exactly. Yeah. Also that if, so we need to get rid of all pit bulls. Okay. You know what needs to happen is a government regulated thing needs yeah. to come down. To start to, you know, uh, uh, put in legislation to get rid of this one breed of dog. Yeah. Um, and so it is inherently a big government thing. Like you are doing a leftist thing. Yeah. And it was it was also like his point was that like pit bulls are responsible for like like most of the maulings, the fatal maulings that happened. Yeah. And somebody like posted maulings. statistics and it was like a total of like 400 and i was like honestly if we're only taking 400 like that's fine like i'm willing to do that i'm willing let's, to put up those numbers let's get a heat map too where are these fatal yeah, exactly dog- dude oh florida perfect oh don't care <laughs> yeah could care less arizona great they should they should try to up their statistics i need their yeah. shooting percentage to go up <laughs> yeah you gotta get your numbers up player um <laughs> I need them shooting at least 70% yeah. from beyond the arc. I, yeah, I need those bulldogs on a more efficient minutes. <laughs> yeah. Um, pit bulls, rather. Um, I was actually, speaking of Arizona, I was listening to part of my take today, and Santino was on talking about, fuck Kyrie, talking about his time at ASU. And oh, yeah. I've also have, I've, I haven't ever listened to Whiskey Ginger besides maybe the when Chris Stefano was on it, and I was, it was just all silly time. Maybe whiskey ginger is he's more serious if he ha- excuse me has a certain guest, but I'm used to Santino being silly goofy, goofy with time Bobby. Bobby Lee, and it was like very 
like he he's he's well versed uh which is like i not to saying that i never thought that he was but it was also just like i've only known him to be one way um and he was talking about asu and how like he was just like it's it's not a real place arizona yeah no that like oh that what was he saying that um jenna jameson the porn star owns a nightclub and oh, it's that, just that tracks that's it's about just right debauchery at all yeah. times like i didn't know that you could do that i didn't know you could um film yourself getting uh filleted and then also own a nightclub <laughs> or <laughs> said mon- mutually exclusive one or the well, other rather like said you you said money is enough for the fda to be like oh you make porn you can also uh make a place where people drink and have food yeah um yeah. No, I also know that. So yes, I I've listened to a good amount of Whiskey Ginger, mm. um, when he has a good guest on. But it is a little more serious. The other person that went to ASU is Dan Soder, and like all of the yeah. stories he tells is just like absolute mayhem of just like ASU like frat bros. Yeah. Should I get into Dan Soder? I he, I've like seen him around, and he was on a, a Adam Friedland show once. It's but I just haven't had the time or patience to like dive into a new comic. I like Sodes. Um he does the bonfire with Big J that I listened to for a good long while. That was one mm. of those shows where I discovered it and like I mean it was like probably ten days consecutively of me just listening to it nonstop at work. And like I mean just laughing my fucking ass off. Like <laughs> oh I love that. It's like walking up to people's doors like crap just yeah giggling uncontrollably in like full smile and they're like everything all right and you're like yeah i guess (laughs) yeah um but we went to we went to see him somewhat recently he was good um we're gonna see mark normand on sunday yammy yammy um speaking of adam friedland show i haven't they haven't posted a podcast in like forever and it's not on youtube either I'm wondering if like they're just exclusively on uh oh this from Adam Freeman. I'm back from Africa. My bags never arrived. Funny mom's is tonight. Um, I don't know. He I, I I was like being like just like in my head. Um YouTube usually like rips the Patreon episode that they put up where they have like a guest on. And it hasn't been there. And now I'm looking. Yeah, they haven't had anyone on since December 28th. I don't know. Maybe they've just been touring and been busy. I'm um, not as they... familiar with Friedland. No, I don't know his stand-up. I only know all of it from Cometown. And every once in a while, like a Nick uh, Mullen shit pops up. Oh, on dude. My... Stavros on fucking Bad Friends this week was... I was dying. Oh, he's on bad. Oh, okay. I got to check that out then. Yeah. I, I've been off of bad friends. I have too. For a while. But I yeah. saw there wasn't really anything good that came out this week. So I saw he was on and I was like, you fucking sign me up, dude. Yeah. It was just him giving Bobby advice on how to get laid. That was like most <laughs> of the show. <laughs> oh, awesome. Uh, I love that. He, uh, <laughs> yeah, like I, I've been on like for like comedy, like PMT has been making me laugh and I just, it's, I'm, so routine now 
uh, with it that like it's never going to go away unless they themselves just stop. The look on your face, you look <laughs> like you wear a helmet on the bus. That was the look <laughs> I got from you right there. And I know it's because you're watching the Bruins because I'm watching the Celtics right now. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, you were this. I'm not joking. You were. I'm having big time zone out. Like, <laughs> yeah, it wasn't even zone out. You just disassociated from reality. <laughs> it's also like I just got home from work and like yeah. there's just like a lot. The brain is just. Oh yeah, I mean, I guess we can maybe like just chat. Um, I, what was it? Monday and Tuesday were normal days, but I was just in the gym both days and like killed myself because I knew I wouldn't be able to go to the gym for the rest of the week. Um, so I was like tired, uh, long week of school. Wednesday, I have school and then a parent teacher conference until 4.30 and then immediately put on a suit and went into Boston to go to one of Sarah's um, like holiday parties for a company. Uh, that was last night and it was just we get home at midnight and i'm like in a suit i don't want to be in and i just uh, like ate some good really good food now would you and, say that sarah's company had a holiday party after christmas for like any particular reason no so they have they have would you say that maybe they're not like the same religion uh, yes, uh, according to what what's going on with them, about half of the company is a different religion because the other half had it on like December twenty second. Okay, cool. I don't know why oh. her part. I don't know if you're just looking at the screen, but I just they should have uh, done an epilepsy warning before what just happened. Because oh, on my screen, I'm watching. No, on mine, so I just oh. got like. Blah, blah, blah. You got that episode of Pokemon came on. Yeah. Um, and then today I just had my typical Thursday where I have my after school program and I'm like exhausted. But um, in uh, if, if tracking the vertigo, vertigo is gone for the most part for the time being. Okay. Uh, I, I learned uh, since the, the, the previous uh, episode, I learned that I probably slept on it weird with a combination of me um what do you call your it neck yeah sleeping on it may be weird my ears being off but also probably being a little congested and cleaning my ears too thoroughly with a q-tip yep. yep every once in a while you pop one in there too far and then your whole day is out of whack yeah and so i learned that you have an inner ear mm -hmm. um <laughs> and congratulations <laughs> so that was new <laughs> I had I got a full diagram at the doctor's because that's what the next day is that what I was talking when we did the podcast last week I the next day I didn't go into work I went to the doctor's because I woke up and almost like clonked my head in <laughs> into my bathroom door because I it wasn't like grogginess like oh I'm getting I'm just waking up after eight hours of sleep and I don't know what I'm doing no like I literally couldn't stand up straight because I felt like I was drunk and I almost cracked my head and I'm like I'm not going to work go to the doctor they tell me that in your inner ear is a tube filled with fluid that fluid is supposed to like be like a gyroscope in your head and like will allow tells your brain and the rest of your body like you're upside down you're sideways the little mechanism in that inner ear is a crystal so folks you got crystals inside your head start digging they're worth something um and uh, one crystal was probably like out of whack from the other. And so 
whenever I like move my head, your gyroscope in your head is supposed to like keep you balanced and like keep your eyes like focused and everything. And it was just one was off. So I had to do a couple of maneuvers. I had to take some antihistamines um, and um, maneuvers and some antihistamines that always. Yeah, no, that's what I, they were doing. I'm not joking. <laughs> they were like, you need we're going to teach you the Epley maneuver. So the Epley maneuver is you sit, you you sit with your legs out in front of you. Yeah. And you need to be sitting so that when you lay back, your head hangs off of uh, like a ledge. So like the bed or like a couch or something like that. Malcolm Brogdon is unbelievable. So I'm, I'm hanging my head off the back and then I turn it one side 45 degrees and I hold it for 30 seconds. And then I flip over to the other side really quick, hold it for 30 seconds. And then I turn. I'm on my back with my head at a different angle and I roll over so that my. Now I'm on my side, on my shoulder, and my head is still facing downward. And then I quickly sit up. And that is supposed to literally move the crystal in the inner ear tubing in my head and put it back to where it needs to be. And that was that successful for you? I had to do it a couple times, and then it was. Nice. The, uh, the doctor was also doing it for me and like yanking my head around like all over the place. And I was just like, I don't need this right now. That is a... Uh, similarly, I did go back to the chiropractor um, mm. because A, I had already paid for it and B, they told me to, which if you tell me to do something like I'll, I just blindly listen to you, but yeah, um, you got a degree. There is I'll, like I'll an, an amount of faith that you put in a chiropractor when he like takes your head and it's just mm. kind of like rolling it around and then snaps yeah. it and you know what's about to happen. And you're like, he could just kill me right here. So he's doing your neck. He's doing that thing. He, I've, I, when I went to the chiropractor a couple of summers ago, he never touched my he touched my head a couple of times to move my neck, do that thing. But he never snapped it. Um, he did the like pulled me this way while my legs the other side and crunched me down. Yes. into it. I love yep. that. Yep. That is he, real good. He crunched me at like the hip length. And I was like, whoop. Also, I'm two for two on having overweight chiropractors, which I think is like a you got to have a little bit of oomph behind it. So get all of the, these people cracking or maybe that's just a southern thing. All of the ASMR videos that I have um, frequented, it's always a good looking bald dude it is a lot of it's it's not, and it's not just one good looking bald dude. It's all of them are good looking and bald are the ones who are getting the best cracks out of people. They're like middle aged too. They're like in their forties, fifties, sixties. I've never seen an overweight chiropractor. Okay. I feel like you gotta be in good shape. You have to be like ready to like be jumping up and down on people and like, you know, <laughs> cracking their necks. <laughs> Classic jumping up and down on people. Yeah. But anyways, the vertigo's gone. Um uh, and uh, just in time because I'm going skiing tomorrow Ooh, with Sarah, and it's going to be the first time she's ever skied. That's going to be a disaster. Yeah, and I'm I'm actually so excited for it. I like I kind of like live for shit like this. Like yeah. I know I'm going to get frustrated because she's just getting frustrated, but I'm going to ooh, clean up that floor because I'm going to have but I'm going to have fun. Um, I would love to go skiing. I think it's allegedly supposed to snow tomorrow here. It's been little on oh little on and offs. Um, like last night after like the party, it was like snowing a little bit. This morning it was snowing a little bit, but nothing's sticking in mass. Nothing's like uh, you know, collecting on the ground easily. But it would be it, uh, like I I 
am excited to just like be able to get up onto like this mountain and, and we're going to vermont um at a nice like ski house that her sister's boyfriend Are you guys going out for the weekend or just the day yeah Ooh-hoo. friday saturday and we'll come back sunday yeah that's big and so here's my other dilemma um i'm still in sober january and it's kind of a drag so I think I'm just going to stock up on some edibles when I go up there. Ooh, and just get fucking, just go yeah. to the moon. Just wear this exact outfit. And, yeah. And, but watch, like, I've been meaning to watch the um, John Adams uh, biopic with Paul Giamatti on HBO again. Yeah. So I'm, like, ready to watch Paul Giamatti pretend to be a founding father while high. Yeah. Yeah. No, I think that's a good plan. I think mm-hmm. that's a perfect place to just... I mean, I would, I would even recommend like mushrooms. Well, no, I'm not. I'm not a freak. Um, speaking of um, trips, um, <laughs> a trip within a trip. <laughs> um, we were looking at they released like all of the festival lineups. Mm-hmm. I've been seeing some couple things. Coachella looked. Coachella looked. Uh, interesting because um knocked loose a hardcore punk band is like one of not like well not a headliner i don't think but is like a bigger name on the coachella list and people are not going to enjoy listening to knocked loose (laughs) i love that when they just slip something in there yeah that's a great uh move like um what was it king gizzard and the uh lizard wizard but that shit is like for Coachella. Like that band was invented yeah. to play at Coachella and like but, rocks. Like we went by that concert at Bonnaroo last year and like it was just a full on mosh pit. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But um, the Bonnaroo lineup this year, headliners, Kendrick Lamar, Odessa and the Foo Fighters. Other notable names, Baby Keem, obviously. Grizz, Portugal, the man. Three, six, Mafia. Um... Who else? Zed's Dead, Liquid Stranger, um, Lil Nas X, My Morning Jacket. Uh, oh, did J- we talk about this? J-I-D. A, a child came up, two children came up to me the other day um, <clears throat> in my place of business and okay. said, did you know? Well, this is also how it was uh, delivered to me. Mister, did you know those other people are in those Nikes? <laughs> And I was like, what? <laughs> yes, I did know that. <laughs> and they were like, did you not learn on Zespa blood and Nikes? What about we? Oh, they put, okay. the, they put the blood in it. That, and I'm like, what are you saying? And I, they like <laughs> pointed to it. And I'm looking and it's like a headline. It says, Little Nas X has inserted human blood <laughs> into 400, you know, uh, Jordan 8s. And I'm like, no, I didn't know that. And yeah, like, we talked about it on the podcast. But then, yeah, then I remembered, it, but I didn't tell them I knew that. I also yeah. just, they'll be like, did you know this? And I just play dumb because I don't feel like having a conversation. Because if you say, I don't know to these children, they're just like, okay, I'm done talking to you. Yeah. They, um, yeah, that's a, such a great way to get out of children. Mm. But it's a good lineup. I, I, I'm i saddened that I will never go i'll probably go to a festival at some t- at some point in my life but coachella in 2023 is not it um <clears throat> also um 
I'm trying to find the other ones because there are two other ones. <clears throat> so Odessa, JID, um, one of the Mumfords. So I, I'm not like chomping at the bit to go, but that might be something where I try to get like a day pass and go down and see Jitty, mm. Jitty Collie Stein, <clears throat> Boston Calling. I was not pleased to look at that Boston Calling. I don't think much is happening from see, that. I'm not <clears throat> over the moon about it, but the National is like Versi's favorite band of all time, and they're playing. So it might just be an excuse to come up mm. <clears throat> to come home. <clears throat> that would big be big one. I swear she sent this to me, but I can't find it. I'm gonna oh. Google it. Um Coachella. I I think there's a real chance we go get a we go and get a day pass for Coachella. That'd be cool. Um because I don't want to go to all of it. Yeah. I forgot that well, it's so fucking soon. Yeah, I'm looking up. I'm like not like Give if me... any. I remember Rick um was Give like me sending the poster. Rick was sending me and the band um like the Boston Calling like like a uh, set list and everything, and I was just like, he Fridays the headline by Food Fighters, yeah, 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 and this is like Nationals, like you just just you just explain it, then. Saturday, Lumineers, Alanis Morissette, Flaming Lips, Declan McKenna. And that doesn't interest me. The only time that would interest me would be Sunday, Paramore, Queens of Stone Age. Um, but the Under Wonder Horse is like a band I've been getting into. But besides that, like there's just like I I want to go for more than just the headliners and. If all I'm going for for the headliners, it's not worth the day pass for me. <clears throat> yeah. So Coachella. Yeah. Friday, April 14th and 21st. Bad Bunny, Gorillas, The Chemical Brothers, Metro Boomin, Pusha T, Toby Nwigwe. I mean, that right there is worth the price. Of yeah. Admission. I think just like. The gorillas is worth. Yeah, so that's again. what I was going to say. It, I, mm. I, I, I recant what I'd said about like if it's just the headliners that I'm going for and that's it. Like it's not worth it. It needs to be a be all end all. I would go if the tickets are eighty bucks and I spend eighty bucks. I'm going to spend eighty bucks just to see the gorillas. You're right. The other one <clears throat> is Sunday, April sixteenth and twenty third. Frank Ocean is the headliner, and that's Versi <sighs> said. Seeing Frank Ocean is like our version of seeing the Beatles. Like, but what he, I mean, like, when else does he? How many shows does he put uh, yeah, on in the past I guess, five years? He hasn't I even guess, dropped music. I guess <laughs> because of it's like, like how rare it would be rarity of performances. I mean, yeah, I like. I wouldn't say the Beatles because in the sixties the Beatles were fucking everywhere. Yeah, no, I I know. You would see I, them all the time. I, Frank Ocean I is argued in high... with her, and she recanted yeah. her statement a little bit, and then we yeah. both kind of found a understanding of what the other meant, yeah. and then I told her she was stupid, and then we moved on. The Beatles were never hidden in a bunker somewhere in no. L.A. Like that's what Frank Ocean is doing is yeah. hiding underground like a mole man, blowing guys and girls. <clears throat> yeah, just an all around smorgasbord of and taking genitalia, <clears throat> genitalia. Oh my God, Malcolm Brogdon is an unbelievable man. 
<clears throat> that was PP bench points um, for the Celtics. Yeah. So um, that's uh definitely a couple of those are on the table on yeah. the table. Yeah. I mean, the, what was it last year's Boston calling? Wasn't it like, uh, I feel like last year's, uh, festival Stevie Nicks. sucked across, but the board. Stevie Nicks was there. That's not enough of price of admission to just to go see Stevie Nicks. Like what is she's just not gonna play landslide 40,000 times. That's all I would want to hear. Uh, maybe in Boston calling the Foo Fighters being there. Maybe I did see Stevie Nicks. Oh, that's right. You saw at, Stevie at, Nicks. at Rooted. Happy yeah. Rooted. <clears throat> See, that's also like I would do. Boston Calling is a little bit easier, not only because of Boston. Like, if I could, you know, uh, yellow. Um, if the travel cost was no issue, I would still be choosing, I think, Boston Calling over anything because it's like I know what I'm getting into there. It's like easy. It's like in a city, in and out. It's like it. It's not because like I would. I have anxiety when you're telling me all those Bonnaroo stories, where I was just like, I don't want to camp. You gotta, you gotta let go, brother. You gotta yeah. let the the. I let go. I you let gotta go. Let the material world, uh, pass by you. I let go, in the bathroom. <laughs> I let go in the car. Uh, I let go when I'm standing on a rickety stool, like, <laughs> like I let go a lot. But you, I draw the line at uh, druggy hippie festivals that I need to be outside for. Yeah, I see. Like, I feel like after we did it once, I'm like fine with it now. Yeah, I mean, I probably have to bite the bullet, and I'd be fine with it. The one thing I've I've mentioned <clears> on this podcast before, I would kill to go to Glastonbury. Yeah, like I so like that make a whole trip out of it. So something that we talked about last year a little bit, but I think I've realized to be more true than anything is if we hadn't have gone had gone last year, I don't think I would have been chomping at the bit to do it. But now that mm. we've done it, I'm like, oh, it's like not really that big a deal. Yeah, and so I would be happy to do it or like to do like the day pass thing. Yeah, and for you guys, obviously the Bonnaroo was like there. Yeah, it it's right there. Yeah, it's like Boston Calling for me. Like, I could easily go to a Boston Calling and just the, none of the acts uh, attract oh me right God. now. Can we fucking score? We've had an empty net for like two and a half minutes and just peppering Seattle. 17. <clears throat> All right. Um, speaking of news, Dunk, I don't know if I'm the first to break this to you. Um, this could be quite sad. I think I know what you're about to say. Jeff Beck. Oh, yeah. Yeah, no, you're Jeff. not. I'm not the first. Was your da- well? I'm I'm sure your oh, dad, who's on, yeah. online all the time. My my father texted me simply. Jeff has died, and I was like, "What, Jeff? Like, there's really, so many I, Jeffs in the world." I would have ass- totally assumed you would have been like, "He's referring to to Beck." <laughs> well, no, I was, but then I was like, quickly I rattled through, and like I think my dad, your had dad's cousin yeah. Jeff, which oh. I I think cousin Jeff has already passed. But then I was like. Is he talking about Jeff Turbin? Like, I, was, I really hope I, not. <laughs> your dad's on a tape delay, and, he, and you're just like, Epstein? <laughs> I didn't know we were going on nickname basis. Uh, my my dad's on a, a three-year TV yeah, delay. Three-year <laughs> three tape delay. <laughs> hey, have you, heard of, have you heard about this BLM shit? <laughs> Pretty crazy. They want to defund the don't, police. <laughs> I, don't, I hope they don't storm the Capitol or anything <laughs> like that. Oh yeah. Um, 
I can't wait till Trump's out of office. Yeah. So my dad, my dad sent me a a real long like eulogy speech last night about that it. he that he wrote. Yeah, he like typed <laughs> up. Oh God. God, damn it, dude! Remaining time. Um. Yeah, it's, it's tough because like Jeff Beck I is have Zoom, bro. Beck is 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 up there with just like these uh. Uh, like ethereal guitar people like he's up there with clapton and friggin like buddy guy steve ray vaughn steve Vai. that they're just these virtuoso type people and like jeff beck was like innovating so much he was in the Yardbirds. he was doing his own side projects he performed the stones a couple times like he did his his thing and <clears throat> i know your dad like loved him a lot i immediately i saw jeff beck had passed this morning and all I thought of was your dad. Yeah, you were like, "Uh oh, the biggest Jeff Beck." Mister Mister Huff is in shambles. Yeah, and you would be correct. Yeah, as your dad like slowly like just like I can just see him like he slowly like gets up out of bed after crying for hours. Yeah, just and he just t- racked with tears. Picks up a, a Beck album and just slowly puts it on. He puts it on the turntable and then just takes one big deep no, breath. No, you've got to be fucking kidding me. Puts puts the needle on the vinyl and just mm-hmm. and just sits and just, just stares yeah. into the abyss. Yeah, ponders the great questions of life. Yeah. I just this is what I hate about hockey. It's like you know this is like the best team in the league, and they just get. Pumped three nothing by the Seattle Kraken. Um, how do you think like, they're going to uh, fare on Monday against who? Flyers, I think. Oh, they're gonna they're gonna beat the Flyers. They have a burning hatred, as does all of Boston, for Tony D'Angelo. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm sure that they'll and the South Flyers. Pan-to- the Flyers suck. Like. The Flyers are really fucking bad. Yeah. Well, mm. well, we can transition to like my one of my last points. Um, I'm going to a Bruins game on Monday. I'm so happy for you. That's one I'm... more technically one more Bruins game than I've been to. I know. I was gonna say you. I don't think you've been to a Bruins game. If I, I have. Say. I've I've been to all the Bruins games in Nashville, but I've never uh, been, that's right. I still haven't yeah. been to a Bruins game in TD Garden. Yeah. Um, that may be where the one day I break my sober January and I yeah. just get, I yeah. just, so you I got just a fucking weekend lined up for yourself there. Pal. I know I'm just going to drill. Course you're going to go skiing all weekend and then you're going to fucking go skiing again. Yeah. I'm seated garden r- bathrooms, baby. Yes. <laughs> seated right next to a couple fellers. Yeah. <laughs> and I'll be skiing. Yeah. I promise you yep. that. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm excited. Uh, Sarah was reminding me that within this uh technically like school year uh we will have gone to all uh but the red Sox, but that's still up in the air of uh new england sports within like this like yeah you could catch you could catch like a our early season game and and get in there yeah and for like for cheap um because <clears throat> we did the patriots in in september we got bruins um, coming up, and then two Celtics games coming up in the uh, February and April. Um, yeah, and I mean the Red Sox are just an absolute train wreck. So like, I'm I, like I'm sure also like I could probably like f- if I wanted to tr- to complete the try the uh the quad trifecta or whatever you want to call it to get the socks in there that I like text Kevin one day and he's just like sure 
Yeah, there's also like there's a certain address that I've used before to get the um, neighborhood nines. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I don't know if you guys know this, the listeners. I don't live in the neighborhood of Fenway Park. Breaking news. I'm not gonna tell anyone. <laughs> um, but well, yeah, it, I. Uh, I'm, I'm excited. The The Boston Red Sox, as it stands right now, do not deserve my money. Well, didn't they just sign, uh, re-sign uh, Mr. Devers? He's little, Devers, yeah. He was at the Celtics last night. He looks a little chunko. He's, he, yeah, he's a, he, so they reward him with ice cream. That's kind of <laughs> how it goes. That's, so, that's how he, that's, that's how he's, he's that's got a little compensation. Yeah. He, he carries a little bit of extra weight. You know? every, every, like whenever it's just like, <laughs> oh, whenever like the other, yeah. Like someone gets a hat trick on the Bruins. It's like free Taco Bell or something like that. And every time Raphael Devers hits a home run, just he gets an ice cream sandwich. Yeah. yeah. No, no. It's a, it's a scoop for every extra base hit he gets. He gets a scoop of ice cream. Yeah. I love that. And then he's just so happy because it's like he should just turn himself truly into like the, the reincarnate of Big Poppy. Yeah. Just be a, just a big fat man that hits yeah. dingers. Yep. Hits bombs. Except yeah. he plays third him. and then eventually transitions to first base sometime in his career. Um, But yeah, no. Instead, Trevor Story, shortstop, they signed to make a second baseman. Six years, 180 million, I think. Yeah. Was out most of last year because. He fractured a bone in his wrist when he got hit by a pitch, as well as he was out for the beginning of the year because he had some fucking like ankle thing or something. Yeah. Um. Now gonna be out for most of the 2023 season because he has to get a a brace surgically put into his elbow to support his UCL. So Jesus that, there's two there's two out of six years just fucking right off the table. That's so strange. Like it's it's strange to me because I think it's like it, it it's something like in my knowledge of the NFL and really the NBA, where if you're out for that long, what's the point? I feel like hockey and baseball are the two sports that you could you could have that done. Where it's like, oh, I got to get another surgery. I'm out for like a, like p- people have been out for a year. K- KD was out for basically that uh two years ago with a whatever he had a knee or an ankle or something like that a big surgery and he's out for a year yeah he was out for a year and but he's a big name what i was just recently seeing too is that jonathan isaacs he is like a power forward either a four or five somehow i know who this is yeah for the magic he hasn't played a basketball game since 2019 and he's still on the magic yeah like just free only money. in the NBA, only in the NBA that that could happen. I also would love to know how that like gets structured, like how. how like, do it, do they just get like a reduced game check? Like, do they still get I don't paid? Know. That's they have really, to still I, get I paid somehow. I guess I shouldn't say that's only in the NBA. I should say like that is a rarity for the NBA because I feel like that that happens in like you just said in the MLB. It's like oh he's gonna be out for a, now he's like out for like a second year, but we're still retaining him and everything. The yeah. NBA should just cut hit cut their losses, send the guy to China, and have him figure it out. Like he shouldn't be. I think he had just come back like this week or something like that after having been gone for two years, and it's like. Why did you still have him? This is the NBA. Find another giant 6'11 guy. Like, you can. They're there. Same with the NFL. Like, if you get hurt in the NFL, bye-bye. 
but it's also like yeah chris sale got uh had to have um tommy john was out for a year and a half like what happened it's like if it's a year that's like you can last and you know be like all right we'll restructure next year and everything but if it's like you're getting even a year and a half two years why are you still on the team cut your losses avoid their contract or whatever you need to do you know the tpe and the mb in the nba and stuff you, you, this guy's not playing for you anymore. I can't believe they still had Jonathan Isaacs. Like I remember playing with Jonathan Jonathan Isaacs in 2K20, and then being yeah. like, "Oh, this guy's like sick. Like I'll have to watch out for him when the Celtics play the Magic." And they were like, "Yeah, he's out with a thing with surgery." And I'm like, "Oh," Forever. and then he's still in NBA 2K. You can still <clears throat> he's still a good player. In it 2K20. was it was like when Zion spent like two years just getting fat in New Orleans, but he was also playing like three times a month. Like that was how he like kept his shit going. Was like, yeah. oh well, just you go. Oh, it's the third, third, uh, third September of the month. Y'all play. He played on the same schedule that Medford plays. Um, Patan on. Yeah, exactly. Um, the sad news that I heard was that Andrew Callahan is actually yeah. a huge scumbag. Of course, and I heard some other shit today, but we'll do Andrew Callahan. Yeah, he's like, he like has come out and is just like, yeah, I just hate women. And he's like abusive and like, just like a bad dude. Yeah. And like, I guess there were like multiple, there's been quite a few allegations of like sexual assault. Yeah. I don't necessarily know that it's the R word, but it's, uh, definitely whatever it whatever it is the definitely some vibes yeah the at the minimum of what happened is definitely he like forced himself into onto and into situations where he shouldn't have been in um that are illegal in all 50 states um um you're talking about andrew callahan shit yeah um yeah, I don't know. There was like I watched a TikTok and it was like a lot of shit from even like back in like high school and his days at fucking um did he go to, to- Tulane or Loyola? I don't, I don't know. Yeah, but just I haven't dove much into him. I actually just in that little break that we had um saw that Air, uh Tim Heidecker who Tim and Eric they actually produced the documentary um it was Tim Heidecker being incredibly serious, which you never want to see either of those two do um, being like, yeah, we, we believe all these women. We are no longer having a professional connection with Andrew. We hope that he comes forward and responds to this appropriately and everything. And I kind of had to stop halfway through because I was just like, I don't want to listen to this anymore just because it's like making me depressed. But um, yeah, it's just like scumbaggy shit. It's just like there's so much of this happening and you kind of wonder like he was doing shit like that when he was just like a dude he had no this yeah. is such like a grassroots like pop like rise to popularity where it's just like i'm just on the internet doing silly stupid things and then i get picked up by tim and eric and now i have a documentary and now it's all gone like it wasn't like he was like this big successful actor that like through fame does these things he's just a scumbag guy and it's sad because i loved that documentary 
Yeah, it was so good. It was so like both funny and both like very poignant and topical and just wanting to like it, it was just good. The content of it, not and it was it's like he's not the main focal point. Obviously, it's the stupidity of America as the focal point and everything. It's just it sucks. It doesn't suck that he got caught. It just sucks that it's like, OK, now we can't like that anymore. <laughs> mm-hmm. Now, we, whenever we want to talk about this, uh, this place rules, it's only going to be about how the main guy, Callahan, is a dickhead. Yeah. And then also what? Who? This place rules? Yeah. Yeah. Canceled. Canceled. Um, yeah. And it also like that whole part about like, him with that old guy and he was like oh you like touched a little boy yeah and it's and, like, oh. and then and then that old guy brings out his paperwork on Andrew Callahan. yeah and he's like oh pot calling the kettle black yeah another thing that happened today too justin roylander have you seen that no. rick and morty rick and morty's producer justin roylander uh like assault and battery charges against a woman oh god yeah, bad shit. Like I obviously neither you. Yeah, I I'm not going to compare the two, but um, the Royland shit seems much more serious. Like mm-hmm. Justin Royland, I'm looking at now has been charged with one account of domestic battery with corporal injury and one count of false imprisonment by menace, violence, fraud, deceit. I don't know what that means, but it means. Yeah, it's not good. Yeah, it's I think that's like chained up in the basement kind of thing. Okay, I'm I'm sorry. I'm reading through this right now. So it's okay. Just so the folks at home know, I'm eating pepperoni pizza yeah. and garlic knots. There you go. Roy Lynn uh, has been charged with felony uh, domestic violence in California in connection with a 2020 incident. Um, according to a criminal complaint filed in May 2020 by Orange County, he appeared in court uh, this Thursday for pretrial hearing. Uh, Corlin pleaded not guilty in 2020. In statement, one of Roy Lynn's attorneys wrote, his client is innocent and he expects the case to be dismissed. Um, the complaint states the incident occurred around January 2020 against an anonymous Jane Doe who was dating Royland. Um, Royland pleaded not guilty to both charges in October 2020. Since then, the case had been the subject of more than a dozen court hearings during pre-trials. Trial date currently not set. So I don't get the whole... So I'd like an explanation of these charges. So he had a charge brought. He, he, 
got in trouble in 2020 and it was like it's just like inching along but now he's actually getting arrested I really don't producer get it. Producer says he got hella continuance. He got what? Hmm. Oh, continuance. He- hella continuance. Yeah. So it's like he's so like they were like, oh, it's guilty in the courts, pushing it along, pushing it along. And then like now in 2023, Uh-oh. now That's he is goal. being arrested. Now he is being arrested. Whoa. Yeah. We almost just had a garlic knot on the floor. Uh oh. Not for Zigdog. Um, yeah, it's just, I don't know. Weird day. Makes you almost want to just eat a couple garlic knots and play Call of Duty for a tiny bit. Tiny bit. For I'm me, it's tomorrow, bit. so I'm going to be up. For me, a tiny bit. I have uh, just a half day, but then I got a long day ahead of me. Wait, so are you driving up and skiing tomorrow? No, After I don't think half day? I don't think it'll be. I don't think we'll be skiing tomorrow. If anything, it'll be me and um, um, the sister-in-law's boyfriend. Um, but definitely Saturday and Sunday, or maybe yeah. just Saturday. But um, yeah, I just have one. Wait, last... where are you skiing? Oh, um, in Vermont, near like Dartmouth College. I don't know what mountain. Okay. I don't know the name of the mountain, but I know it's by Dartmouth College. It's it, like they call it Queechy, Queechy, Vermont. I just remember um, one time there was a blizzard. I think it was our junior year yeah, in Amherst. And um, the ex's father drove us up to um, where was it? It was one of the big mountains in Vermont. I forget mm. which one, but um, in his BMW. Uh- and like got half stuck oh. and he was just driving like a bit of a pansy so i and in the i was just in the back seat being like just let if you just let stop treating this like it's not a high performance car you and just him out gun it you, pansy. you knocked him out opened up the yeah. pa- driver door kicked him out and took control of that mom. yeah i gta'd him yeah i uh i was actually just thinking about like, obviously, I do this all the time just because, like, at times my life sucks and I'm just like, I'm exhausted and my I don't want to be I don't want to be working anymore. I want to go back to when, like, life was easy and life was the easiest. I would even say before Amherst Glass, just being in Washington together. Yeah, it 100%. was incredibly I had nothing to do. I would, I would say, like, quality of life got better once we moved because we had more space. Yeah. And we could fuck off a little bit more. Yeah. But, yeah, just having, like, dude, just having Burke right outside of our apartment, like, literally, like, I could look down and spit on the best dining hall in maybe the state of Massachusetts. In the country, I would yeah. honestly, because we are number one. It's the yeah. best dining hall. I j- just the routine we had as well, where it was just, like, if neither of us were working and we both were off classes and it wasn't like a weekend, it was just like Burke. I'm like, yeah, yeah, let's go. Hey, Burke. Or like Burke. to me, the best was 
the best was like snow days going to the dining halls. Oh yeah. And then a close number two was tailgates getting fucked up and then going to the dining halls. Yeah. Oh my god. I do remember a snow day where me and you I don't know if we played Uh oh. I can't remember if we were like playing video games the entire time. Because I don't remember playing many video games in No, because we, we didn't have internet. Yeah. No. And but I, I remember... just remember I remember a snow day and like waking up and being like, and for like once in a long time, like actually waking up in Washington because it was usually over at Sarah's. Um, but like waking up and it being incredibly dark and I look at my phone, I'm like, it shouldn't be this dark. And then I look and like the window is completely like snowed yes, up. Snowed, and then, yeah. and then you were like vaguely like awake and everything. And we're like, oh, you want to get bread? Like class is canceled. Let's get breakfast. And then it like took us forever to get go- shit going. Um, and yeah, just, and then like, I remember, wait, were you with me? Were we trudging through that side street of out on the back of Washington, trudging up to try to get to like a party through that? Like, it was just every, I remember everything on that side street going towards sunset was just completely snowed over. And I remember it was like, we just walked it. We just walked it and it was like, snow was like up to our knees. Yeah. Yeah. No, I do remember that. Yeah, yeah, that that was like I'm. That's your memory. I remember doing that like many times. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> you were you were had been there. Um, I have the Bruins lost, so now yeah, I'm a so. huge Wild fan, and they just came back from down one nothing against the Islanders. So go Wild, fellas. Go. Go. Um. What's the jersey and that also, I have? Go Canadians because they beat the fuck out of the Predators tonight. Predators are a garbage organization. I know I say this a lot, but I like to go on this rant like they are of like, like I mean, holy shit, they suck. No. Well, um, yeah, I, I don't know. Have, I just, yeah, I did have other things we can talk about, but we can also wrap it up. Yeah. Um, I was just, I, I just wanted to end on a nostalgic note. I just, I think about, I, I think about a couple things fondly when i'm like in a moment of like i don't want to be doing what i'm doing right now um i think obviously just about amorous glass just like every senior year amorous class like i didn't have a fucking care in the world i got all of my food from the place i worked at and we all we needed for a good weekend was just a bottle of black velvet and oh buddy and Fortnite. oh (laughs) Those a were bottle, really, those were the days. Yeah, a bottle of black velvet and mm. some Fortnite, and we were cruising. Um, and uh, and and I think fondly of the sh- the few times in Washington and the um. That's what I mean. That's friggin' where we started the podcast all those years ago in Washington. Talking about, I'm, I remember talking about Eminem, like. Like well, is that Eminem, was like our only yeah like we like we were that like those three white kids on YouTube that are like is Eminem the best rapper of all time? They're all sitting in a couch in a finished basement, and then I think of um uh not senior year but like junior year in high school, just being like this is easy, like this is easy shit. I miss college for sure. Like, college yeah i i miss it dearly i also My, like, i do miss Fortnite a little bit like i was talking about it the other day but like that like i will always get nostalgia from like that the sound of the storm closing 
that specific noise. Yeah, like the bingo. Uh, it, yeah, I I just think it was also it was everything. It was that was like the first like BR that like we were getting into and it was like super popular. Like everyone was playing it. Like we were going to parties and guys were still sitting on a couch. And this is like a whole rave yeah. around them. They're still playing Fortnite. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like it was like you know, competing with other people, like, oh, I got this many, I got this many wins and everything. Uh and it being us like in that house of just like that's what we do. We, we we get drunk and we play Fortnite and then some people come over and then we go out and then we come back and watch Oh Hello. That was for a while. That was that the formula. Was... Oh, here it is. Okay. Um, we we didn't pregame. We just drank and played Fortnite. And then when we were like kind of too bad at Fortnite, we were like, all right, we're ready to go out. Yeah, and we'll try this again later when we're blacked out. Yeah, exactly. And just really, just like screw it, buy shit that we shouldn't be buying. Um. Okay. So I have uh, something to. Yeah. To wrap up on. Yes. Oh yes. I think that this is real. I'm like fairly certain. But it is from Funny or Die. So like maybe it's not real, but I'm pretty certain <laughs> certain it is. What? What do you give me that look for? I ain't giving you any look, pal. You want to end up like Justin Roiland's wife? Oh, geez, Rick. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know about this, Rick. I don't know if we should beat this woman up. <laughs> that is a terrible impression of Morty. It was good enough, you know. Yeah. It was. It worked. Ah, jeez, Rick. Ah, oh, jeez, Rick. <laughs> oh boy. No, no, stop! I've seen this. My, this is this is beauty. Down to whatever chair you're sitting in, because this email is going to be a rough fucking ride. For those of you that have your heads under rocks, which apparently is the majority of this chapter, we have been fucking up in terms of nighttime events and general social interactions with Sigma now. If you're reading this right now and saying to yourself, OMG, Becca, I've been having so much fun with my sisters this week, then punch yourself in the face right now so that I don't have to fucking find you on campus and do it myself. You have 361 days out of the fucking year to talk to sisters, and this week is not. I fucking repeat, not, not fucking one of them. This week is about fostering relationships in the Greek community, and that's not fucking possible if you're gonna stand around, talk to each other, and not our matchup. Newsflash, you stupid fucking cocks, frats. Don't like boring sororities. Oh, wait, double fucking newsflash. Sigma Nu is not gonna wanna hang out with us if we fucking suck. Which, by the way, in case you're an idiot and need it spelled out for you, we fucking suck so far. This also applies to you little shits that have talked openly about post-gaming at a different frat. 
in front of Sigma New Brothers. Are you people fucking retarded? That's not a rhetorical question. I literally want you to email me back telling me if you're mentally slow so I can make sure you don't go to any more nighttime events. If Sigma New said, yeah, we're going to invite Zeta over. The music is killing me. Would you? No, you wouldn't! So why the fuck do you do it to them? First of all, you shouldn't be post-gaming out of the frats. I don't give a fuck if your boyfriend's in it. You don't go! You don't, don't go! And you especially do fucking not convince other girls to leave with you. Papika! You say in your whiny little bitch voice to your computer screen, I've been cheering on our sports teams at all the sports. Doesn't that count for something? No, you stupid fucking asshats! It fucking doesn't! Do you want to know fucking why? Doesn't count because you've been fucking up at sober fucking events too! For example, being stupid shits and saying stuff like, Yeah, what's kickball? Well, it's time someone told you, no one fucking likes that! I don't fucking cunt punt the next person I hear <laughs> doing something like that. And I don't give a fuck if you SOR me. I will fucking assault you. If this email applies to you in any way, meaning if you are a little asswipe that stands in corners at night, or if you're weird shit that does weird shit during the day, this following message is for you. Do not go to tonight's event! I'M NOT FUCKING KIDDING! DON'T GO! If you were one of the people that have told me, Oh no, boo-hoo, I can't talk to the boys, I'm too sober, then I pity you. Because I don't know how you got this far in life, and with that in mind, don't fucking show up. Unless you're going to stop being a goddamn cockblock for our chapter. Seriously, I swear to fucking God, if I see anyone being a goddamn boner at tonight's event, I will tell you to leave. Even if you're sober. And for those of you who are offended at this email, I apologize, but I really don't give a fuck. Go fuck yourself. Absolute beauty. And scene. To me, like, I just wanted to bring that up both because it's a great piece of art, mm-hmm. you know, like it really captures kind of what I think theater should be yeah. um, a, re- a real cornerstone of, of culture and society. Yeah. Which is taking something that is like dramatic and pointless at its base and making mm-hmm. it maximum yeah. dramatic and pointless and like, have and having the incomparable Michael Shannon. Yeah. And like just just taking the sliders and going whoop all yeah. the way the fuck up, but also just that like it so highlights this like different world that people like these. She was serious. Yeah, she was going to assault someone on the yeah. campus. Which I was also going to bring up. This has been an assault heavy podcast. Mm. <laughs> We've been that's, uh, that should be the title: assault heavy. Yeah, putting the ass in assault. Yeah. Um. I saw that on TikTok like two days ago. The whole thing too. Yeah, I and I swear I saved it, but I guess it got taken down or something because I could not find it. But um, too good. It's just like like I often think about like there's people like society is filled with 
different segments of the population that just live in a wildly different reality than we do. Mm. And I find that fascinating. Like the, the, the episode we did a long time ago where we did top five people we hate and you were like the like Asian people in the like heavy streetwear. Like yeah. they live in a different reality. Yeah, the, it's a, it's a it's a reality of of disillusion. Yeah, or like the people that I come across in my Target that are just like completely like like just rich housewives that are just filled with plastic. Like, yeah, they live in a different reality than we do. They don't like, see the world, and they don't like even think of the world in the same way. No, like we we like go like oh like. I know that like the guy I'm standing next to is thinking the same way. No, these people aren't even in the same like ballpark in terms of like even mindset. Yeah. And like also to like take it one step further, like that QAnon family. Yeah. Again, but they were so quickly easy or at least the kid was so quickly to be like to snap out of it and go like, oh, shit. Like dad got got dad got got. (laughs) All these people were just like trolling us, really. Whole, is... Hook, line, and sinker. Dad's a dumbass. <laughs> yeah. Like, oh, wow, my dad isn't the smartest person, and he's not even a smart person. But then there's also like people who like just like run like a wildlife rescue in the Amazon, and it's like that's their whole world. Yeah. And like they have a like they like have to take like a leaky boat to their yeah. camp. I'm under the uh, assumption and just like my way of viewing the world is that we aren't all special snowflakes. We're really, we're all very, very similar, except there's just a couple of weirdos. Yeah. Then, yeah. It's just like these small outliers. They're, they're always on the peripheral and like my peripheral is different than your peripheral, but the people within focus in your life are normal Yeah, and they are just like you, but the people on your mind, everyone's peripheral those are the people to look out for those yeah, are yeah. the those are the QAnon people those are the hype beast people those are the the sorority ladies it's just like the peripheral uh uh you know outliers are the ones you gotta like make sure that like you do a double take uh at them on the bus just to make sure they don't have a weapon yeah <laughs> just to make sure they're not about to verbally or physically assault you Right back to assault. What a way to end it. Yeah. All well, right, folks. Folks, uh, this is um yep. This has been putting the ass in assault. This has been the Troll and Stone podcast. Um we're gonna try after the holidays, we're gonna try to get back onto uh even tide. Um I'm about I'm going to order that book if you haven't already. I'm gonna I'll order it. I think I'll I order it maybe in another month. Um <laughs> I'll order it and start reading it and then forget about it. And then when you get it, I'll be like, oh, cool. Like I'm two chapters in. Sweet. Cause I'm still reading my other book. Um, I'm, I only There's, got, I only I got have, like 150 pages left. I have another book that I started and it's by an author that I really like. And I started it and I just, I cannot find the willpower to pick it back up. I, I had, um, uh, uh, like my boss at the summer camp give me like three more books recommendations to like get and to read and they're all historical fiction or like uh some sort of like interesting piece of history um but yeah all right I folks think we should start writing let's start writing historical fiction as like you know what if 
Thomas Jefferson like freed all of his kids. I'm or I was just thinking like what like Thomas Jefferson gets iPad. <laughs> like a singular modern invention. <laughs> yeah. Tom uh 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 you know uh Alexander Graham Bell uh has uh V-Bucks. Ben Franklin becomes infatuated with Adobe Illustrator. Yeah. <laughs> uh Susan B. Anthony has a porn addiction. How would that shake out in the making of Wait, the, of the this flag? Is a one-off. It just kind of reminded me. But um, <laughs> one of my uh, employees was mm-hmm. telling me today about how we were just talking about like the neighborhood we grew up in, and because I was saying like I grew up, my neighborhood was like there's a whole group of kids that were way older than me. There was a whole group of kids that were way younger than me. I was just kind of in the middle, and he was telling me. That he had a group of kids his age and then a group of kids his older brother's age. And they were all like close enough that they just kind of intermingled. And he said they used to play a game called German Spotlight, which was just a mixture of tag and hide and seek. Why do they call it German? And I was Spotlight? like, well, I it problematic, but I guess it could have been way worse. Yeah. Like it's called it's could've... called Gestapo Nightmare. <laughs> It's called Who's the Anne Frank? Yeah. <laughs> it's called Underneath the Floorboards. <laughs> oh, Lord. All right. <laughs> All right. This has been the Tone Stone Podcast. I'm Jackson. Keep it sleazy and I'm out. Hey, baloney. Um, please don't assault people. Yeah, no, no, no. <laughs> we are anti-assault. Big anti-assault. Only facts, I will shoot up. Baby duck if it quacks with a ruga. Top billing, come cops and villain and shots. This block shipped out and bought and y'all feeling it. LP killing it. Killer Mike killing shit. What more can I say? We top billing it. Valiant without villain it. Viciously found victory. Burnt towns and villages. Burning, looting, and pillaging. Murderers try to hurt us. We curse them and all their children. I just want the bread and bologna bundles to tuck away. I don't work for free. I am barely giving a fuck away. So tell Big and Johnny and Mommy to get the fuck away. Hey, yo, here's a gun, son. Now run. Get it the gut away. Live to shoot another day.